Hello and welcome to episode 207 of the Rogue Arrow Podcast. Uh, before we get started, Rudy and I are here to discuss. First off, to apologize for the very lateness of this episode. It's about a week and a half late, so we apologize. Uh, life happened. Yeah, um, our bad. Then Thanksgiving happened. Yeah, And then bad. we got feedback, so we were like, hey, we should uh, talk about that since it's relevant to this episode. Yeah, our good. Our, our good. <laughs> I guess. Sure. Uh, so we'll go ahead and uh, listen to that feedback and then discuss it, and then we'll get into the actual episode. So here we go. Hi, guys. It's Stephen here from Obscurk, England. I thought I'd send in some feedback on State versus Queen. Vertigo grew on me during the episode, but in the end it didn't matter because, well, he's got a few hours in him now. Um, and I was a bit disappointed halfway through when we found out that Maury's secret was basically that she had an affair with Merlin. They made it seem like it was a bit bigger than that. And then, at the end, it was an awful lot bigger than that. Fia is Malcolm Merlin's daughter, and Malcolm Merlin is still alive. How they kept that a secret from us, I don't know. I thought that would have been spoiled somehow, but I'm so glad it wasn't. We were in shock when we watched it, when he turned up. And I'm just really looking forward to the rest of the episodes. Thanks to the podcast. See you. Bye. Yeah. Thanks, See, Steven. I wasn't the only one who was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm still kind of surprised that anybody was like that because I was fully into Malcolm Merlin being alive. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he pretty much just echoes sentiments that we talk about later. So yes. and, the, and the Thea thing is kind of a bigger deal, I'm sure. But I'm sure it will become a bigger deal, but right now it's just kind of, yeah, whatever. They just needed yeah. to throw something else in there because Malcolm Merlin being alive wasn't that much of a surprise, at least to some. <laughs> so, well, I think no, but the thing that I think the the point that he's making is we we didn't see a you know a GFBR or a, a EW or something that's like be prepared for Merlin to come back because he's in the credits and he's being billed and they've got him contracted blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like, never, article essentially telling us the spoilers yeah definitely kudos to them for uh keeping that unconfirmed at least yeah um yeah that there's definitely nothing like hey merlin's in the credits that's weird i wonder if he's gonna be alive (laughs) yeah so good stuff uh yeah we pretty much just discuss everything in this coming episode, and you shall hear it in the next hour or so. <laughs> Stay tuned for more. Oh, yeah. I, that felt so, unauthentic. Maybe you should just cut that out. Maybe. You're Probably not. Cut not. It out. We'll you see. Won't. You never do. Mostly uh, <laughs> thanks to Stephen for sending us feedback, and if you'd like to do so, you can do so at roguearrow.blogspot.com or sending us emails at arrowpodcast at gmail.com yes thank you Stephen. and also if you send us audio clips like he did we can put you on the air or you can not bother about recording your own and you could just call and leave us a voicemail 
at 909-ARO07. Again, 909-ARO07. It's like you're calling to vote for your favorite idol, only. Almost. Uh, Almost. Only more important. Yes. Because here your opinion actually matters. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Instead of, you know, producers. Yeah. On that note, here's the episode for State versus Queen. Has Felicity tried heroin? Like, really? Would any, Why would anyone ever get a flu shot? Who's your daddy? All this and more on the next issue of Rogue no, no, too violent, too sloppy, too stupid, too ambitious. You love your work, big future. Hey, be careful. There's liable to be aftershocks. Oh, I'm counting on it. Hello and welcome to a light episode of the Rogue Arrow Podcast. As always, I'm Daniel Janes. And I'm Rudy Schubach. It's weird being at the end of that list. Yeah. I, you hear the crickets? I hear the I'm crickets. almost always the second, and this time second is also last. I almost never say and. It's weird. I should have just said, can we take that again to say I'm Daniel Janes? I'm Daniel Janes. I'm Rudy Schubach. No, that's weirder. All right, use so the first strange. one. <laughs> All right, yes. Edit quick edits there, and the crickets will go away. You, you could leave both of them in. In fact, you could probably edit in crickets, couldn't you? <laughs> oh, man, there's an idea. All right, all of those <laughs> things. So let's, uh, let's dive right in since it's just the two of us. Cool. I divided this week's into three categories. One is on the island, one is vertigo stuff, and one is lawyer stuff. I'm, I'm in that order because lawyer stuff has the biggest dun-dun-dun in it. Uh, and then questions. So, on the island, bad guys say, take us to the plane or die. All it takes the bad guys to the plane. The bad guys shoot up the plane, but the people inside are gone. Or are they? Then they leave a bomb, but Shadow comes out and disarms it. Bad guys are like, take us to the grave or die. Oliver leads them off into the wilderness. They stumble around for a bit, but then the thing that the bad guys are looking for is still missing. And he says, give me that thing that I'm looking for or die. And Shadow and Slade show up and say, fuck that. Give us the boy or die. I mean, or don't die. And don't die. Give us the boy and, and we won't kill you. But then when they hand Ollie over, Slade's like, pfft. Fuck that. I meant die for reals. And then he begins to uh, firefight. They run away. Sarah is in tow, which I still think is straight up a bad idea. I feel like I'm missing something from this part of the storyline. What happened after that? Anything? Uh, the... They found out that the Hosen has coordinates. The Hosen is coordinates for the submarine that they're trying to go to to find the thing that helps them make their DNA better. Dun dun dun. <laughs> that will save humanity. For some reason. Vertigo stuff. 
we at the very beginning of the episode we see Count Vertigo break out of jail. We also see him let the Dollmaker out, which was kind of weird to see in retrospect because that storyline's already done. Why would we want to see him break out of jail? I mean, it explains how he got out of jail, but we we didn't really need to think about it because he's already back in jail. Um, Diggle and Oliver converse about how Diggle looks like shit. Diggle says he's fine, but he's not. Felicity says how Diggle looks like shit. He says he's fine, but he's not. And then he passes out. It's Vertigo! Um, the district attorney who's leading Mora's case is driving her hard. <laughs> and things are looking bleak. But then, just after he finishes nailing his point home, he passes out. It's also Vertigo. He gets picked up by someone. It's the guy named Vertigo! It, he takes them back to his place and tells them the only way is to ask for the cure, which is a highly addicted version of his drug, which is named, and he guesses, Vertigo! <laughs> Felicity scrambles to nail down where the vertigo is coming from and is trying to search for a pattern. A drugged-up diggle gives her the answer. It turns out it's being spread by a flu vaccine, which is why I never get those things. <laughs> because I don't want to be poisoned on accident. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Oliver and Felicity go to the place where it's supposed to be, and they steal a sample to backwards engineer an antidote. Vertigo and Oliver face off and end their squabble with Felicity being grabbed by Vertigo and Oliver putting a fucking arrow through him and knocking him out a window. He falls onto a car and dies. Felicity says she's sorry she made Oliver have to kill again. Oliver, Oliver says, in a very heroic fashion, that there wasn't even a choice. Lawyer stuff. After the DA gets all drug-raped, Laurel comes back and says uh, she's the new head of defense for the trial. She starts digging into the um, into the, the stuff that he had on Moira and finds something. Dun, dun, dun. And with her laundry list of things she's done in her dark past, it's like, what could it be? There's kind of a lot of things. My thought was that she found out that Moira was the one who paid to have... Mr. Queen boated. Um, after a bit, she goes and talks to Moira in custody and spills what turns out was that she was having an affair with a man named Malcolm Merlin. Her what? kids come and ask her what that was all about, and she was like, uh, your dad was cheating on me, so I cheated on him with Malcolm Merlin. <laughs> she, uh, uh, Laurel comes in and crosses Amanthea, who does pretty well. And then she also cross-examines Moira, who also does pretty well. But with the overwhelming evidence that Moira was not the best character and kind of a bad person, things are looking pretty grim. But the verdict comes back, and she's safe. And Olive's all like, wait, that's wrong. She should have been found guilty, which is cold. But he's not wrong. Moira has a moment where she smells freedom, but then she and she looks genuinely relieved. But then, instead of going home, the driver takes her to... Malcolm Merlin! Oh my god, he's alive, and he just helped buy the jury off to help keep Moira out of the electric trail. Chair. She also tells her that he did a DNA test, and the father of Thea Queen is actually, wait for it, Malcolm Merlin! Um, questions. Has Felicity tried heroin? Like, really? Would any? Why would anyone ever get a flu shot? Who's your daddy? All this and more on the next issue of Rogarood. They say the Star Labs particle accelerator will be turned on right on schedule. 
In other news, we have just received word that both sides have now completed their opening statements in the Moira Queen trials. Don't take this the wrong way, but you look disgusting. Yeah, well, I don't feel great, Felicity. Is there a right way to take that? You should go home. I am going. I just need to make arrangements for a replacement body car. Did you get the flu shot? Personally, I never do. I know that I should. I just, I have this thing about needles, all pointy things, really, which is ironic, considering who we work with. Yes, yeah, that's flu felicity's play. Dick. Nice. It's always fun to do. It is fun to do. <laughs> well done. Thank you. <laughs> A lot happens this episode, which is a ton happens in this crazy. episode. Uh, it felt kind of rushed and crammed together at times because of that. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: this is the this is the first time where like the biggest dun 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 moment was not either on the island or in Arrow World. This is the first time that the real like page turner ending came from the world of Oliver Queen and not the world of the Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess. Um, it, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we'll go with yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it, this episode felt really weird because it, it was just a lot of, like, stuff we've seen before. You know, Vertigo, he's back. And why is he back? Because he escaped from prison, like the doll maker. Mm-hmm. Which I did like that uh, he lets the doll maker out and nobody else. <laughs> Too ambitious. <laughs> I like your work. Uh, he's so creepy. And then doll maker's like, "Be careful! There might be aftershocks." And he's like, "I'm counting on it." Da da da. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, of course, Oliver making excuses that are awful. Like, yeah. For what? For leaving and leaving oh, at right, important right. moments, uh, which yeah. I think could have been handled better. I th- would have really enjoyed to see what happened if Oliver actually did miss the end of the trial. Seeing those repercussions would have been much better than him being back in time. Just right in the perfect amount of time. Yay, I made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There I was, about to be put into the electric chair, and you weren't even there, Oliver, you dick. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Why not go that way out? I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened, and I don't know where to start. Let's uh, start on the island. Is that where you started? That's where I started, yep. Let's start on the islands then. So the hosen was that thing that, A, he found at the gravesite, which looks like an arrowhead. Yes. And it's the same thing that he gave to Thea when he first got back from the island. Correct. It's at the very one because she, she she's holding on to the secret. I'm of assuming where this it's submarine. the one, the same one. I'm assuming that the anything that's on that submarine has already been dealt with. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You mean by the time he gets back, or by yeah. now on Iron's time? Which means no, by the time he gets back, which means currently it is um, just a memento, not a, a geocache hint. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, in the first episode of this season, we saw the boat, the Amazo ship, get shipwrecked. Mm-hmm. And, or we saw the wreckage of the ship, rather. We didn't see anything happen. <coughs> so we already know that that ship's going to go down. Uh, I think that's going to happen after they get to the submarine. Mm-hmm. So I'm really not sure where we're going with that. Something to do with saving the world, uh, regenerating s- cells. I don't know. Healing factor. I think Deadpool. Yeah, I think my problem with this with this line of story is the sort of core concept in it. In that we know in early two thousands that the Chinese in the late nineteen forties were working on stem cell research. Yeah, I thought we didn't know what stem cells were until the millennium. I'm pretty sure that's true. At least not, like, public knowledge. And it might have been that they were working on something that they didn't know what it was and or were or hadn't named or something, and it just turns out that they had been working on stem cell research, but if they haven't found the boat yet, then how can they know that that's what they've been working on? Yeah. I think there's just a leap in logic, which we don't have yet. There's definitely some explanation that needs to happen on the island, because uh, right now we've got this big MacGuffin of the the submarine, which we just found out about, and yet we don't know <clears throat> anything else about it. We, we right. think we know that there's you know the j- stem cell research, but we don't know why that's important. We don't know how that's going to be worked in. So it, and we don't know what the research actually does for a body. Yeah, exactly. Except that it does a body good. It, maybe they're going to use it to heal Slade. I don't think so. The 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 black face, the black face, um, the <laughs> charring part on his face, which with this, such a distinct line, is is very indicative of his Aussie. What was it? Aces? Is that what yeah. he calls it? The, the, um, special Forces mask. The Deathstroke mask. Oh wait, we got fact check. Pluripotent cells were originally uh, discovered in 1909. Um, and fully started researching them in 53. But they were known in 1868. But we knew about them in 1868. I stand corrected. As Thank you, I. Claire, my fact checker. She's doing homework on my bed. And uh, I can assure you that that homework does not include pluripotent cells, but uh, she's also a biologist, so it piqued her interest. <laughs> Interesting. Yes, thank you very much, Claire, for that. Thank you, Claire, factoid. for that factoid. <laughs> Sorry, I was passing it along because I'm not. Gotcha. On, I'm on ear. I'm on ear speakers. Yes, I thought. I thought <laughs> you were just imitating a parrot. Dead man tell no tales. I'm surprised there hasn't been a parrot on the Amazo ship. Yeah, because they're pirates. I get it. Yeah, and it seems like something. But they're, but they're like have. more Somali pirates than buccaneer pirates. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
anyway, so the the face mask of Slade is is sort of iconic with now his half burnt face, two face style, um, and I can see him sort of gaining that more than typical violent streak, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting to see. Yeah, it, so, it hints at a dark path that Destro goes down, which is yeah. the origin from the comics, essentially. Mm-hmm. At least one of the origins, where you know he's not necessarily a bad guy; he's just a mercenary that has some shit happen to him. Yeah. So, interested to see where Slade goes as a character. Not as interested in actual plot of what's going on back there. However, what we actually see on the screen, the action is very cool. Yeah. All of them fights. And the fact and the way that Shadow disarms the bomb and then uses the bomb as a tripwire later. Mm-hmm. She's freaking cool. Although that whole thing where, you know, they didn't look over the plane at all. And then yeah. they didn't wait for the explosion. And didn't I go think... back to investigate when there was no explosion. Yeah, all of those things are a suspect. Because she, she stopped it. I was going to say I think it's supposed to be a tripwire, but she stopped it like three seconds. I also remember that happening. Yes, because she's And awesome. she was being very calm while she was doing it. Uh, and then, yeah, so, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, that's good points. Maybe they were afraid of the, the plane going up like a tin can and they left before they'd catch shrapnel. True, but you go hide behind trees. I mean, they're yeah. in the forest. I don't know. It was weird and made me question their abilities as villainous pirates. <laughs> it was bad, and they should feel bad. Yes. <laughs> cool. Didn't uh, we also meet who is really behind who the who the head of Somali pirates really is this week? Uh, well, we've met Ivo before, the professor Ivo. And he's the guy controlling them, and then he kills the captain, so there's a new captain. Right. So. And Sarah does end up with them, which is weird because I still don't trust her stupid lying ass. Yes. Pirate face ass. But Oliver, you know, thinks with his penis. Well, but the problem is I Oliver is still in his... Um, e- more than usual idealistic face. Yeah. Naive. He's naive. That's a good word. And he wants to trust her because he wants to believe that she didn't get changed because it's his fault. Mm-hmm. Right. Hi, Adam. What do you want? I want what you want. For you to feel better. Go to hell. I do think you want the pain to end, and I can do that. With vertigo. It's what all your bodies crave. Fortunately, the power of relief is right here. And all you have to do is go to your friendly neighborhood vertigo dealer and request the cure. Simple supply and demand at work. Now, tell me you want this, and it's yours. All that pain will just disappear. Say it. Say you want it. 
Shall we move on to Vertigo? Vertigo stuff. I agree with you in that the Vertigo storyline didn't really feel like it had super dire consequences. Like, it didn't feel like it was a typical Arrow storyline where it's like, do this or stuff is going to happen. It's like, people are going to get kind of addicted to drugs because they poison some people. And the only I do, cure however, is doing more of my drugs. Is doing more drugs, yeah. Um, the one cool thing that I like about it was the delivery system. Like, popping popping some sort of poison into a flu shot was sort of brilliant, I think. Yes. However, um, flu shot trucks, really? Yeah. Are those ever yeah. a thing? Like Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean I know they, like, they the, the health service people stores, but health service people like they, they do that for um for all kinds of like mammogram screenings and or not mammogram. Yeah, mammogram. They're they're like they're like mammogram trucks, right? Where they drive trucks around and give you free breast exams and check for cancer and stuff. And like eyesight things and flu shots and all kinds of stuff. Like there are all kinds of mobile things for people who don't have insurance and stuff. They go to workplaces so they can get a bunch of people in one space. Interesting. I just uh, Googled flu shot trucks and it seems like one was stolen in New York on November 6, 2009. Weird. So you think this is the arrow version of rip from the headlines? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I I don't know. It just it. I've never had any experience with a flu shot truck, and then I thought like, I've never gotten. Why would anyone ever go to a flu shot truck? First off, why would you get a flu shot? Because it just gives you a cold for a year. And then why would you do it at a truck? But I guess you know if you can't afford it, then that makes sense. Which then you could be like, this episode is just a statement on how we should have universal health care. <laughs> I don't think that's what this episode was about, but it's a nice thought. Um, I do like that we see that even post wanting to murder, Ollie will still pull the trigger if he has to. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't love the circumstances of, of it happening. It's because it seems so like boo gotcha. It's like up, oh, up. Oh, now I'm behind Felicity, and I got a knife. What are you gonna do? It's yeah. Um, there wasn't a lot of really good fighting between those two in general. Yeah, I mean they're across the room for the mo- majority of the episode. Where and then they together. drop a big, they drop a big firebomb in between each other so that he can't do anything, and Oliver won't do anything, and it's like ah. Uh... Was it this or was it something? Else? I think it might. I've been watching this show called Jekyll with, um, with my roommate Miles, which is about Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde modernized in Britain, written by Moffat. Um, of course. And, uh, one of the lines was, "So you you haven't killed yet? You don't know what you're missing." Um, nice. So yeah, that was interesting. 
So I thought I remember hearing it here, but I think it was on that instead. There was a similar line here. Like, as here you got off the killing bandwagon or something, and you're really missing out on one of the better parts of life. Oh, yeah, that, so it was this one that I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah, not a not a great plot for him. Uh, he's he was kind of underused and then just killed off. And he's such a he's such quick. a rad character. Yeah, and we're never it, gonna see him again unless I mean, he's not actually dead. Maybe, but I mean, three arrows to the chest. First and off, overkill. Fall much? out of a four star four story flight of uh, four story building yeah. into a car. First off, overkill much. <laughs> Second off. Uh, Oliver's a better shot than that. He could easily have gone for a shoulder or to like paralyze the guy's arm. That's true. Or just like cut his ligament thing out of his hand. <laughs> it it didn't have to jump straight to killing. I I see why they went there, and I like what it did to the character. It just didn't have to be there from the circumstances, right. like you said. They didn't build them up. They didn't build the the circumstances up enough to warrant a killing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how they could have made that stronger then. Nor do uh, I. Is there a brother, a brother blood reference in this episode as well? Uh, yeah, at the very like, end. I watched this like the day after it came out. Who was he talking to? Was the uh, DA? We'll get there. We'll come back to that. Okay. At, towards the end. Um, okay. I just got one more thing on the count. I really enjoy that he figured out that Arrow is Oliver Queen. Yeah. And that might also be why he had to die. Well, of course, that's why he had to die. But, again, this could have been its own story. It didn't need to be thrown in here with the trial part of the story. Yeah. But Which maybe they didn't have enough segue of... us into the trial. Yeah, let's do it. What the hell are you doing here? I heard you passed out. I told Felicity not to call you. Yeah, but before that, you said got and thud, so I didn't take it very seriously. She was right to call me. Diggle, you need medical attention. He needs more than that. When Dig passed out, I sent a sample of his blood to a chemist I knew at QC. The guy was me a favor. Long story. I fixed his parking ticket. Huh. I guess it's not that long. Felicity. Blood sample. Yeah. It came back positive for trace amounts of vertigo. I never used vertigo before in my life. You were exposed to it somehow. Vertigo's in play again? When the cow recovered from his OD on vertigo, he was sent to Iron Heights. I got hit in the quake. He got out the same way the dollmaker did? And just like with the dollmaker, prison officials worked overtime to keep a lid on the escape. I know what you're thinking. No, you don't. I made a choice not to put an arrow in this guy, and it was the right choice. There's no more killing. I worked this up to counteract the effects of vertigo. Give it to Diggle. I I need to get back to court. While I'm gone, just look up whatever you can and figure out how Diggle got vertigo in his system without his knowledge. Sweet. I'll take it. Um, yeah. Take it, Dan. Not, not too super exciting because it was rather predictable as things happened until the very end yep well no that was predictable too for me at least then again i've been saying 
Merlin's not dead since the end of last season. Since he proposedly died. Yeah. I I knew they weren't going to kill both Merlins in one episode, much less, or one Dude, season, much less one episode. Alive? So, yeah. And he, and he might have died because of his awesome line of, there are places in the world where death is an illusion. Lazarus Do you Pit? think Tommy's actually alive? No. Tommy's alive. Oh, dead. yeah, Lazarus Pit. Ugh, Lazarus Pit. Which is why I say we this might not be the end of the count. Count Vertigo. But who knows? Yeah. Let's uh start towards the beginning. The DA has a trump card. Oh, no, what could it be? Uh, this was the only thing that I didn't... Recognized I honestly, before it happened, yeah, I had no idea because I thought it for a minute like, oh, she probably had an affair with Merlin. Then I was like, no, they wouldn't go that simple. They wouldn't go that cheap. And then they did. And then they did. You know what? I honestly thought it was going to be because I th- I think the darkest thing in her past is that she she was potentially in on. Um, Papa Papa Queen's hit. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if she ordered it or if she asked him to or what, but like even up to the moment where she finally reveals it, she was like, "Uh, your father, I I did what I did because I was angry, and your father had been cheating on me." And I was like, "Oh my God, is that why she had the boat exploded?" Um, and then sort of out of nowhere, she's like, "I cheated on him." I was like, "What?" That's that's the DA's trump card. Is you you had enough air? This is this and is a woman who's on affair. trial. It was for... they slept together once. Yeah, and it's like this is a woman who's on trial to to be for for the culpability of the mass murder of thousands of people through an earthquake device. And your biggest mud that you're gonna sling is you had an affair with the guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it it just the whole law thing didn't feel right to me. I mean, Adam's up there talking to Thea, who's on the stand, and he's like, "How did that make you feel? Awful, right? Like, why didn't you visit your mom? Because you felt guilty." Like, I I don't think they're leading questions, but he was putting words into her mouth. He was. I was sitting there going, uh, "Objection! Leading the witness? No, no." Really, objection, leading the witness. <laughs> Seriously, you're not doing your job. Objection, leading the witness. I've watched enough courtroom dramas. Right. And I could be a better lawyer than that bitch. It, it felt weird. And then, you know, yeah. when Adam, the DA, the, the, the DA, ADA? Yeah, ADA, assistant DA, uh, gets sick. He, like, goes off and disappears because, you know, he's... Kidnapped by the Count, which was a nice twist. I liked that. Mm-hmm. And then can can Laurel's... I talk about my one of my one of the strongest and weirdest moments in the episode? Do it. They're on TV, and it's the Count, and it's the the assistant DA, and he's got this horrible poison running through his system that's making everything hurt, and the Count is sitting there with a needle to his neck, saying, "You have to." 
there's only one way to make the pain stop. And the guy's like, what is it? And the guy's like, you have to say you want it. And he's like, I want it. I want it. It's like, that is probably the rapiest thing I've seen on TV <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> it, it was pretty rapey. And I watched SVU for a while. <laughs> or as I like to call it, Rape VU. Yeah, it's the rapiest thing since SVU. Um, and it was it was really disturbing. It was it was pretty creepy, and yeah. that's just uh, Seth Gable who plays the Count. He's he's just pretty awesome. At uh, being a creep. Yeah, uh, being anything. He's pretty straight up in uh, Fringe, but he did it really well. He's <laughs> one of the best things about season three onward for me. That's another French. podcast. Uh, he he was Agent Lucas Lee Lincoln Lee, who is he was the first oh my god the alternate reality. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Laurel right. takes over for the case, and when that happens, she is assigned it by the DA, and blood is there. Why? I don't know. Because he has some interest in the Glades, I suppose. I don't Probably, feel like yes. that's enough for him to be there. Well. Talking to the DA and the now head lawyer on a case? like, <laughs> Doesn't seem right to he's me. Got a, he's got a lot of influence, but I get your meaning. So, just, yeah, it's something like bu- that bugged me. The, there was just a lot of that stuff about this episode where it's like, why is this happening? They, they took asked us to take leaps of logic but didn't give us an explanation for any of it. Right. So, cool. And then, of course, the verdict is in. She's innocent. And she should be guilty, but she's not. She's innocent on that one, too. Oh, she's innocent on everything? Well, I bet somebody paid off the jury. Zero culpability? Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. She's free. Ah, great imagery. There was that really nice moment when she she gets in the car, she rolls down the window, and she just has that where she's like, freedom, which was nice. And then, oh, the freeway was faster. Maybe a little overplayed. Oh, you're not going home. Oh, no, I bet she's going to meet the person who bailed her out. I bet it's Merlin, because he's still alive. Or alive again. I didn't believe he was still alive, so it was still a shock to me. Well, I'm glad that that happened for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's just weird, because most of the time, this show's plot is intricate and makes sense. And is exciting. In this episode, while there was so much that happened, none of it was surprising for me. Mm. And, and it it was just disappointing to all of it. And then it, it, it's all stuff that's like, well, this had to happen eventually. Right. So my hope is that it leads up to the mid-season finale and makes... It, it just keeps building to uh, some good stuff there so that it, it raises right. the stakes for that episode. Sure, sure. But at, on its own, I don't think it's a great episode. It's, it's still good. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's just not in the top. 
Yeah, I would get, I would give it just shy of a four out of five. I would say. And I would and say the show that usually, that's I think the show usually hovers around there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a little higher, four and a half ish. Um, so I'd say three, three, five. Yeah, I, I would say that I'd give it like a three point two five because probably a little better than three, and eh, probably a three actually. Three's good. <laughs> Step up your game, Arrow. Um, that being said, it was still it was still highly entertaining, and I would still I still continue to watch it. And I remember, yeah, I I enjoyed all the the little plot twisty turnies. And even though we may have seen Merlin coming, it was still fun to see it happen. I guess I don't know. For sure. All right. And let's now get, uh... that we do know he's back, then yes. well, we can he's start definitely back some... now. Can't yeah, now that we know that he's that. back, we can see what that actually means for Oliver and company. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Brother Blood. Yeah, Brother Blood, hit me. Go. Be still my heart. Step away from them. Yes, I heard you developed an allergy to killing. Do it! Or what? You'll kill me. So he hired the Count, after the Count escaped, to hunt down the arrow and kill him, which is cool. I like mm. I liked that connection. And then at the end, he's blah, blah, blah-ing, and then some guy comes in, hey, we've had a development. And then he goes and grabs the mask. Surprise, he's Brother Blood. I thought we already knew that. We we did, which is why that moment was kind of irrelevant. Uh, and then he goes down to the lair where he's keeping all the people who he gave those drugs to. And what happens? The guy is bleeding out of his eyes, and he says, I feel stronger. Super soldier serum that kills you first. Ooh, that's no good. I hate it when that happens. So does that mean we will see the the mayor again? Mm, possibly. Yeah. Because he gave that stuff to the mayor, and then the mayor bled out his eyes, and then he presumably died. But if it kills you before it makes you strong, then maybe he's going to come back. Yeah, because there's a line of like six guys, and one of them has woken up. Huh. Do you think that this has any connection to the stuff that is in the submarine? I think it has to. Otherwise, why have both of these stories at the same time? Fair enough. Storytelling-wise, I think it has to. So, hopefully it 
connects well. Hopefully they can make that happen. Yeah, hopefully it's not just like arbitrary going, yeah, this is something I found this one time. Oh my gosh, it's the same yeah. stuff as the stuff this, that I encountered on the island. It's this like, is something mm. that my friend picked off of a sunken Chinese something. Uh, yeah. I had a buddy who went to China and found this boat and was like, whoa, this tube full of stuff totally makes me dead and then strong. It's weird. <laughs> I should probably send it back to my friend who lives in Starling City. That sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the best idea. Best of ideas. <clears throat> cool. Good. Uh, where do you think we're going from here? Besides the fact that next episode, I don't, comes in to play. I don't. Oh, that's true. Uh, I don't know what. Besides the fact that he's still got beef, uh, both Moira and Oliver as the arrow, I don't know what Merlin being back really accomplishes. He's fair, so he can't go be go back to being the the ruthless businessman. He can continue being League of Assassins, but we've already got the real League of Assassins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't actually know what role is going to be besides popping up and being like, I'm Thea's baby daddy. Uh, which also happened this episode, by the way. Yeah. And uh, what are the repercussions of that? I don't even know. Exactly. What is he going to come out of, come out of being dead and be like, I'm actually alive and I'm trying to take custody of this girl who is 18. Yeah. And running a business. Like, that oh, wow. moment of Thea's my daughter was just like, oh, so they needed one more twist for this episode. <laughs> it, it didn't feel organic. It just it felt forced. Mm. Which is why this episode didn't work for me. Most of it just felt forced all the time. Instead of being <clears throat> subtle and smooth like a lot of it, this <clears throat> show, so... Yeah, but they can't all be fantastic. It could be better than crap, though. <laughs> I don't think it was crap, but I understand what you're trying to say. I, I think they were pushing the line. So you think they were pushing the envelope? Uh, anyways, anything else to say about this episode? Nope, I think I'm good. Yeah, there was one comic connection. They mention Markovia at some point. I'm not sure I remember when, but that's where Brian Markov is from. He's a prince or something, and he is Geoforce, I believe is his name. He has earthquake powers. His name is Markovia, and he's from Markov. Strike that, reverse it. His name was Markov, and he is from Markovia? Yes. He's That's like the prince of Markovia or something. Really? Royalty. Yeah. The, the That'd be like the British family being named Queen Britain. <laughs> or the American president being Mr. Barack America. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, the device they used to destroy the glades was the Markov device. So. Oh, shit. That's that's that was a nod to that, and then yeah, that that was really the only connection I caught. Uh, we've got trick arrows. He, he triple shoot triple shots. Uh, Count Vertigo in the chest. 
That's kind yep. of a trick. It's kind of a trick. He also shoots a uh, explosive incendiary device to create a wall of fire to protect himself and Felicity. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like real trick arrows were sort of mm-hmm. few and far between. Yeah. So that's the real downfall of this episode. No trick arrows. For sure. Also, no nunchucks. Yeah, well, I'm keeping the dream alive, Laurel. I'm keeping the dream alive. That may happen one day. I don't think it should be a disappointment every time it doesn't. I think it should just be a presence <laughs> when it does. Fair enough. <laughs> Good. Good point. Good things. Please publish the verdict. In the Superior Court of Star County, State versus Moira Queen, verdict. On one count of conspiracy in the first degree, the defendant is found not guilty. On the 503 counts of murder in the first degree, the defendant is found not guilty. Uh, I don't have anything else. No, I think we're good. As always, you can follow us on uh, therogearrow.blogspot.com. Like, review us on Facebook. If you want to email us, roguearrow at gmail.com. Arrowpodcast at gmail.com. Arrowpodcast at gmail.com. Damn, I was so close. Uh, you can call us at telephone number here. 909-ARROW-07. Which always sounds like a, um, so you think you can dance telephone number to me? Because <laughs> um, 909 is a Los Angeles zip code, area code. Not, or maybe it's idle. 909-IDLE-07, something like that. I don't know. Anyway. Um, you can follow Dan on Twitter at AmazingBase, Amazing B-A-S-S. You can follow me on Twitter, but you have to look at the website because I don't spell my name for just anybody. You know what? Just this week, I'm going to do it for you. <laughs> Shoe, <laughs> at Shubak R. S-C-H-U-E-P as in Paul, B as in boy, A-C-H-R on Twitter. Uh, go to, what's the name, what's our general site again? <laughs> A-L-M-P podcast. A-L-M-P podcasts.blogspot.com to yes. see our other podcasts, including Mainframe Chronicles, a podcast about the show Reboot, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a podcast about, sorry, Colson Lives, an odd ca- a podcast about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and The Cinemasters, a podcast about movies. As always, he's Daniel Janes. And he is Rudy Schubach. And don't forget to pop a Merlin. I've got her, sir. You were just... Hello, Moira. Oh, you were so... They said you were dead. There are parts of the world where death is an illusion. I've been to one. I learned to be very convincing but I returned because you needed my help. Help? With your trial. You didn't think that jury acquitted you without a little persuasion. Oh, dear God. 
What do you want, Malcolm? I still have resources in Starling. Associates. <laughs> Including one in the DA's office. I followed Mr. Donner's investigation of you with interest. The ease with which you lied about us for years, it made me wonder whether you'd lied to me. No. No. It was a matter of a simple surreptitious genetics test to confirm my suspicions. Imagine my joy at learning that Thea is my daughter. Websites, podcasts, to this place, the, the Mainframe main Chronicle. Chronicle. Our format, podcasters, to analyze and discuss, to discuss the shows we love. Their strengths and flaws. We discuss them until our jobs ache. Software pirates. Oh, this is bad. This is very bad. Megabyte hit a delete command in the mask, just like you said. Only he didn't know because I should have copied and pasted the truth from the start. I am the Crimson Dino. So many moods. So little time. Careful, young Enzo. Remember that anything worthwhile takes time. What we have here is a failure to network. Well, get to work, you two. I don't keep you around for your brains now, do I? No, sir, not a brains. Absolutely not. The monkeys are restless, and my dog has fleas. Over. This is gonna take millions and millions of nanoseconds! This might even take one whole second! They say the listener lives outside the net. And listens to podcasts. No one knows for sure. But we, we intend, intend to, to find, find out. out. Mainframe Chronicle. Join us as we explore the world of Mainframe and the adventures of Bob, Dot, and Enzo in the Mainframe Chronicle podcast. You can find us at mainframechronicle.blogspot.com, on Twitter at mfchronicle, or on Facebook and iTunes by searching Mainframe Chronicle Podcast. The movie game is a game that Rudy and I play where we come up with a starting point and an ending point, and we try to get there using the same rules as Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, essentially. 
more often than not, it just sort of devolves into uh, a vehicle for which you talk about awesome movies. But yeah, that's sort of the, the bare bone structure from what from the way I play. Yes. So, Randy, what are we going to be <laughs> starting off with? Uh, we're starting with uh, Drive. So we're going from Drive to Goldfinger. We're going to connect them somehow. You want to start, or you want me to start? I'll say we got the movie Drive. We're going to Ryan Gosling just because he's the only one who I didn't see it. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Ryan Gosling was also in the Notebook. I don't know the Notebook yeah. either. Uh, wait, awesome. who's in that? Someone. Um, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Another name I don't know. So maybe Drive uh, is not she was the best in, place Oh, no, I got this one. Okay. Uh, Rachel McAdams was in uh, Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. Awesome. Um, that's Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. I think I'll go Vince Vaughn. I feel like he's more okay. connected. Let's go Vince Vaughn to uh, his early work, Swingers. We'll go John Favreau. Uh, so let's go with John Favreau to. He was in a bunch of movies recently. He was in um, I Love You Man. Pretty much all the Marvel movies. He was. He was in specifically Iron Man. And in Iron Man, there was. Can we go through. Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Yeah, so either of the. We can go through either of the guys who played Colonel James Rhodes, or we can go through. Robert Downey was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm hmm. With Val Kilmer? Yeah. Val Kilmer was in... Val which Val Kilmer, Kilmer was Batman? Yeah. Val Kilmer was in Batman Forever. Which so was... Which was... Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones, Jones and, and, and Jim, Jim Carrey. Tommy Lee Jones. He's got to have been in a movie that we can go through. A lot of people give us crap because they're like, you should be trying to find the shortest route. And it's like, that's not the point. That's not the point. No, no. <laughs> I mean, this isn't a great example because we're not stopping and talking about all the movies. But right. that's what we normally do, and that's usually what this game is played for. Okay, so, uh, so we got Tommy Lee Jones. We're going to go Tommy Lee Jones to, what was he? He was in something less modern. we got to start moving backwards. He was in The Fugitive. Fugitive. Uh, Harrison Ford. Well, that'll get us to um, Harrison Ford, exactly. Harrison Ford's uh, an older actor, which means he'll be in movies closer to that country. Harrison Ford. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh no! Yes, you're right. He played Indy's father, and there you go. Harrison Ford to Sean Connery through Last Crusade to James Bond Goldfinger. Bam! Awesome. Well. Anyway, we so that's that's goal. an example of the movie <laughs> game. Yay! We made it. Check out the Cinemasters podcast at thecinemasters.blogspot.com. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Cinemasters podcast.